You're listening to the Holy Hot Mess Mom podcast. I'm Heather, and I like to treat this podcast like we're just old friends sitting around in our jam jams with no makeup, a messy bun, and probably some sort of bodily fluid on our shirt from a child. In this show, we chat about homemaking, simplifying mommyhood, Jesus, and everything in between. This is a place where we embrace that life can sometimes be a crazy, beautiful, hilarious mess. I want to give you the encouragement, support, and some practical tips to help you thrive, even when some days you might feel like you're riding the Holy Hot Mess Express. So grab Grab a cup of coffee or wine if it's been one of those days. Relax. Let's chat. Okay, so here we are starting episode two, part two of, not episode two, part two of my chat with Caroline from Be Still by Caroline and Church Pop and all the places that she is. Um, It's pretty unedited, y'all. I literally was just like, oh, what's a third of the way through? Chop. What's a third of the way through? Chop. Um, We go off on many random tangents, but I hope it feels like... You're just chilling with some girls, um, sipping coffee and uh, having a gal pal chat and going off on random rabbit holes. So I hope you guys really enjoyed chatting with Caroline about all things faith and how God uses us for lots and lots of good despite our crazy circumstances. And I hope you guys really enjoy. So I started Be Still. Part of it. Okay, so there's a bunch of reasons, but like. One thing that I still find on church pop is that like people will seek me as if I went to like, like school for theology or that I have read the Bible cover to cover. Yeah. I have all the answers. Like I literally don't have any of the answers, like nothing. Yeah. Like I guarantee that there are people I actually, I know for a fact that there are people out there watching church pop stories that know a whole lot more than I do mm-hmm. that could p- potentially do a whole lot better job in my mind. Yeah. But Jesus likes dumb people to do his work. Look at all the apostles. So <laughs> I obviously being a dummy has been really, really crucial to my work because yeah. I really, I have no idea about a lot of things. And so I give my chance myself a chance of being like, it's okay, Caroline, do some research. So I literally yeah. study for a living mm-hmm. because I don't have, I, and I still don't have all the answers. I will say though, that if the saints, if there was a jeopardy game for saints, Marshall talked about this. Marshall was like, I wish that there was like a saint jeopardy. Yeah. And we could go on the best honeymoon ever, <laughs> ever. So ever. my issue was not with drinking. Mm-hmm. My issue was it started off with pain meds and evolved into recreational plus pain meds plus mixing with alcohol sometimes. But my, my issue was with prescriptions and, um, it still is something that like legit scares me. Like if I have a C-section, I'm like, can you only maybe give me like two? Cause I don't like having that in my house, you know, yeah. because the temptation to escape life is Always well, there. and that's how I was. Mine, my first love was alcohol, mm-hmm. but what brought me to my knees was was drugs. Mm-hmm. Because once the alcohol stopped working as much, I did get into drugs, and so drugs are my thing. I mean, alcohol has a taste to it. It's mm-hmm. like I, I I'm very neutral to alcohol. Drugs are the sneaky part. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, I was using cocaine. No one does cocaine like for a headache. No, like it's not like something you can go to the pharmacist and be like, "Hey, uh, I like a um, a line of coke." Yeah, no. no. But but I will say that the feeling of escape, like I got laughing gas. 
Mm-hmm. As you know, I have a ton of dental problems. <laughs> yes. I can't, I got laughing gas one time and it freaked me out to the point where I left the dentist crying. Cause I was like that. I felt like I'm sitting there and I'm like, wow, I'm so relaxed. This is awesome. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? Yeah. You know, like the minute I start feeling like comfortable and with like a substance, I'm like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. 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 No, it, it definitely is something that is you get this radar for it. Like I'll see that life starts to get stressful. Maybe I'll pinch a nerve in my neck working out or something. The doctor will prescribe something. And, and it literally scares me. I mean, there's, there's times where I'll like text my mom and be like, I'm too embarrassed to admit this, but I need you to talk to Brandon and take these away from me because I don't want them be not because I've acted on them since I would like to say 2011 when I was, or 2007 when I was in rehab, but it definitely was past that. Like I had a few relapses, but not enough to like be put back in the hospital enough to call those like, like a little stepping stone. Yeah. A little hiccup. Yeah. A little hiccups. But I mean, definitely since I've had the kids, um, which has been a huge grace that has come with having kids, but there's times where like, I'll get so stressed that I'm like, Ooh, I have Vicodin. You know what I mean? And like the, the thought that like, it's like that first, it's like your, it's literally your mind. Like thinks, how can I get out? Like I'm stressed and I don't want to deal with it. So how can I get out? What? Screw tape letters by CS Lewis. I have not read it. No girl. I know. I know. I know. I've got like eight CS Lewis books. I've got a huge list of things I need to read. No, but this is one, this is the only C.S. Lewis book I can, I've gotten through because the okay. other ones are like, whoa, like yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like I tried to, yeah, no, C.S. Lewis, I can't get in. Like Scott Hahn, I'm even like, I'm just going to oh, put this seriously? down. No, I'm in love yeah. with Scott Hahn. Well, I love him, but I, it's, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> gosh, I just embarrassed myself. Um. Oh, well, don't worry. Scott Hahn's not listening to this. <laughs> Neither is Kimberly, so I'm you don't got to worry Scott about that. <laughs> No one tell um, but read the screw tape letters because it literally like my addict in me, I think that addiction is the devil's work. Do you want to know why? Because the addiction, your addiction makes you go wholly on human instinct and human will. I need this. I don't care how I'm going to get it. It's like, it's literally like animalistic mm-hmm. tendencies. There's no spiritual life. It ostracizes you from your friends and God put people on this earth to lead us to heaven and you are isolated, whatever. Yeah. It, um, it makes you forget who you are. And if you forget who you are, then you don't know who God is. And it's just that rippling effect. I think that, it's the devil's work. So that 100%. little voice in my head, my addict that says, Oh no, you could have just one. That's a lie. Yeah. Like I, I haven't talked about this, but every time I get an idea in my mind, it starts with dude, it's a bad one. Yeah. So I'm like in my mind, if I just go, dude, uh, it's bad. Yeah. So anything, any, when the voice in my head starts off the conversation with dude, Gotta go. Gotta yeah. Run. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I definitely have the, when I get the, the little voice in my head, that's like, yeah, life is a little much right now, but you could just, yeah, you know, you could just a little bit, just a little no, bit escape for, you know, and 
it's something that I would get to the point when I would run out of pills that I would seek like random crap I could try to like take way too many of. And that's when I got to the point where it was such a problem, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like I may not have been doing cocaine, but the fact that I'm trying to go through my mother's medicine cabinet to find things when I'm home for Christmas break is like, that's a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely, I think anybody in order to have a deep faith though, has to have a come to Jesus moment, mm-hmm. you know, St. Paul his road to Damascus. That's like, Paul is my favorite Yeah, because all of like, I was always a very talkative social person was always really passionate about things. My passion was just misdirected mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was always very loyal too and very faithful, but I had faith and this is how much I drink and this is how I'm going to feel. And this is how much of this drug I do. I was always very methodical in that way. Mm-hmm. All of those skills I learned while doing drugs and drinking, I've been able to apply to like my career now, but like, you know, like a different yeah. way, you know what I mean? Like I was also, you know, like very entrepreneurial when I was selling drugs. I mean, <laughs> and look, look, look now, at you with be still now. Now I have be still. So which is, I mean, is it doing really well? Like, do you do really well with that? So I don't know. Okay. Like, so for anybody who doesn't know what be still is, I need you to tell them because I obviously know. What okay. It is. So be still is it started off as a thing. <laughs> and okay, as a so little I hobby. Have, yeah. As a little hobby. Right. Cause it was a way, cause as I was talking about during my journey through church pop, I like kind of started getting that imposter syndrome of being like, I'm posting prayers every morning, but I'm having a really hard time sitting and reading the things I post. Yeah. Like, and it, even every once in a while, still, I like will post a prayer and I'll be like, okay, wait, I should go back and actually pray that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I don't, people are thinking that I'm just like praying all the time because I'm posting it. I got to, you know, put my money where my post is. Yeah. Um, and so, I was just getting restless and I felt so dry and I didn't know what to do. And Marshall at the time was like, you know what? You just need to figure out something to occupy your mind. So you're not working all the time. Mm-hmm. So I was doing church pop, working from home. I was overworking to the point where my self-care and my spiritual life was suffering. Yeah. And there's nothing to say that church pop has made me overwork. I can just, I'm an extremist. No, I'm the exact same way. There's no, there's no off switch. There's no off switch. And I put my whole heart into things, which is, which is glorious (laughs) and wonderful, but like, it's enough that a lot of times some, in some aspects it can get either taken advantage of, or I can Mm -hmm. idolize it. And I think it's something I really have to keep in check when people ask me to do things because it's like, at the end of the day, like, like CrossFit. So I've always, I mean, I started CrossFit five years ago whenever Lane was four months old. And like, I mean, it helped me through so much. And it was actually one of my come to Jesus moments because I went to a confirmation retreat because I was leading the confirmation class. And one of my friends at CrossFit took Lane to the gym with her and watched her, watched him all day while I was at the cathedral at this big retreat. And everybody talked about me after now they're all like family, like amazing people. But when I came into the gym the next day, a bunch of guys were like, we didn't even know you believed in God because of the way I acted, like the foul <laughs> language I used, like just, I realized that what was happening on the inside, I was not showing on the outside. And it 
mortified me enough that I was like, I need to make life changes, you know? And I worry even now because CrossFit's such a anger and anxiety outlet that it's like, at the end of the day, I made it to an hour of CrossFit and I recorded podcasts for an hour, but did I ever pray? You know what I mean? Like, and it worries me because I I do like, I'm an addictive person. And I realize Mm -hmm. that in every aspect, like, am I addicted to reading randomly all these theology books, but I'm never praying Mm -hmm. or am I addicted to coming up with podcasts, but I'm not praying. Like I, I really do. I have such an addictive personality that can be great. Yeah. If it's focused on God and what it's supposed to be, you know, because otherwise I'm idolizing things of this mm-hmm. world, like cleaning my house or whatever, you know? Right. Yeah. Is that Da Vinci? Yes. Yes. Hi, Vinci. I love it. Okay. So, so be still. So yeah. So you be started. still started because I needed something to do with my hands. Mm-hmm. And so I found that making bracelets, well, it was like, I tried a bunch of things and I realized that the first thing I realized was that like through my relationship with the saints, their words oftentimes like fill those blank spaces when I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Like when I, so when I would read a quote, which from church pop, I share same quotes all the time. When I would read one, I, it would kind of inspire me to pray in a different way. And so I added that with doing something with my hands. So it, I, st- I tried like cross stitching and all of these things. Yeah. Um, and it ended up being bracelets. And so I would make them for family, like family and friends. And then I showed them on church pop and someone was like, oh my gosh, I love that. Mm-hmm. And around this kind of, around this time was when I kind of started being more vulnerable on church pop with my struggles and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had gotten, which mixed- I feel like evangelizes so much better. Right. And so, and if you notice, like I still am vulnerable on church pop, but I've learned to kind of protect myself because I, I, I have a thick skin, but like not really. Um, so there, I guess there was too many times when like my when me sharing like or being vulnerable in church pop was like coming back in the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Um, so I started be still to sell, like to sell my bracelets, um, and to pay for my dental bills. (laughs) Seriously though. No, seriously. If you buy, buy buy a be still bracelet to fund Caroline to get another root canal. (laughs) I've never had a root canal. I've literally haven't had a cavity since like I got my braces off in 10th grade, 11th grade. Oh yeah. Oh, I haven't. Great. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, you my do. husband actually says the only appointments he likes to go to on base are dental appointments because that's the only time he's going to be told he's doing something right. <laughs> yeah. It's just anyway. Hey, but at least somebody's not poking and prodding at your lazy eye all the time. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That is true. (laughs) But yeah. So then I started like being more vulnerable and I felt more like accessible, Mm -hmm. um, with be still. And so it's kind of turned into like a way for me to show a different part of my life. Like, I mean, church pop is a function under EWT. And like, when you go to church pop, you're going to get faith-based content. Yeah. When you go to be still, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. I mean, you know? there's a little bit of all of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you like pictures of cats? 
Do you like... Then you should probably follow Be Still by Caroline. Do you like pictures of my hot fiance? Do you, you like instructions follow. on how to exit Target without spending a mortgage? I really enjoyed that one. <laughs> I was like, yes! Oh, Except for um, me leaving a, a cart quietly with four kids is like never... Oh, ever. yeah, that stinks for you. I always just bribe them with a cake pop and I try to get in and out of Target as fast as I can with while they're finishing their cake pops, which mm. allows me to not spend that much money. <laughs> that's that's very good. You know, I had to go return Marshall's bathing suit today that I got him because he said he looked like a dad in it. But he, he has a dad. dad. He yeah. was like, look, and I'm like, babe, those are me is like those you're a dad and this is also kind of fashion nowadays right i'm like i'm like you're not a skater boy brandon oh brandon can't let go of that he can't like he still has a longboard in the garage he can't let go of does he wear swim trunks over his knees yes seriously (laughs) yes i'm gonna take a picture next Oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Does that say Billabong on it? Like, That's exactly- I don't know. Oh, hold on. <laughs> I'm sitting on my bed, by the way. I'm sitting on mine too. Oh, perfect. They're O'Neal. Oh my gosh. Hold on. <laughs> Marshalls are over here too. <laughs> Oh, his don't, his aren't name brand. He probably, seriously. And he's made me sew these so many times. And like, yeah, look at it. They're they're like, they're like pants. Yes. I'm like sitting there and I'm like, he kind of looks and he's like, you know, you like modest bathing suits. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I don't. I'm sorry. Nobody's getting aroused looking at your knees though. Right. Like, are you comparing my stomach and my lack of cleavage to your knees anyway so i went to target and my new thing and they're redoing targets now they are it kind of looks like a sephora like in the makeup section yes well my latest thing today was i had to run in and which is dangerous i had to run just running in so i went in there i had to return marshall's bathing suit and i said and I returned it and I didn't have the receipt and they couldn't find it on my card. So they're like, here's the store credit. And I was like, oh, oh I have to use this. Yeah. So, but I didn't get a cart, didn't get a basket. I only had my two hands and I have pretty small hands. <laughs> so I could only get enough for one hand and the other hand. Yeah. This is what I got. We'll do a little Target haul because I totally needed this. I needed some... Um, crystal dew setting spray for my makeup because i go outside all the time working from home i know every time i buy new makeup i'm like this is gonna expire before i use all <laughs> right <laughs> so i got some crystal dew look look at the pretty packaging and then i got some dry shampoo which See, is neat yeah that no, is no needed. regrets on this that no is regrets. yeah i got some off amazon because i was too lazy to go into target with all of my four kids because You know, it's not even the kids that are the issue going into Target or any store. It is the amount of people that stop me and give me Oh my God, you have twins? Or are they twins? I'm like, no. (laughs) Like, I just 
grab two kids in the parking lot that look exactly the same and are wearing the exact same outfit. Like, of course they're twins. (laughs) (laughs) Or the whole like, oh, those little boys are so cute. I'm like, they're girls. They're wearing pink and they have earrings. They are bald. You never, you never know these days. You don't know. But it is so, I told my husband, I was like, I, I only order groceries like at Sam's and at Walmart where I can drive up to Walmart or walk into Sam's and like get, they've already shopped for me. That's what I do. And I don't even have kids. (laughs) So I get all the kids and I like go into Sam's. And of course I wait in a line for like 20 minutes. Oh, wait, Brandon's in here. What do you need? Is somebody screaming? Oh Lord. I think it's in the big basket. (sighs) I don't know what's going on. We thought maybe they were screaming because we had like a million pacifiers, but they only liked a certain kind. So we figured like in the night they were grabbing ones they didn't like and then would eventually wake up. We at some point had 12 of these favorite pacifiers. Don't know where they've gone. So we've had four, which only means two each baby. So I ordered six pairs of pacifiers on Amazon today and like refused to put the babies to bed until the Amazon, until UPS came. I literally like, he pulled up and I'm like, yes, pacifiers. So I'm ripping all the packages open thinking like, oh, we're just going to put only their favorites in there. They'll sleep right through the night. Clearly not. I have these noise canceling headphones on, so I can't hear anybody screaming. Good. 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 Yeah. But I went into Sam's Club and I finally get to the front and I'm like, I'm here to do my pickup order. And they're like, okay, we'll call the stuff out of the freezer in the fridge. So I'm like, well, I forgot bananas. So I'll just go grab them. An hour later, literally every aisle, we would get stopped by some old lady, some old, and I mean, the old men were precious. They were like, oh, I just want to look at these babies. But then like, by the time you get four aisles in, you're like, for God's sakes, like, please stop asking me about my twins. Ah! Oh my gosh. It's maddening. Yeah. Oh, it's maddening. And then, I mean, you know, Evie doesn't help because I can't keep her in the cart anymore because I got to put the twins in the cart. Oh, and she hates she, that. Oh, she, so she, she wants attention. She wants attention anyway she can. So she'll run and hide in like clothes things or under. And so then I'm like yelling for her in the store, which is just causing more attention on us. And I've (laughs) recently realized I'm pretty introverted, but I think I just have a high tolerance. Like I can be around people and be around people and be around people. But then once it's too much, I shut down. Yes, me too. And I never really got to that threshold before I had twins where it was like, I can't go anywhere into without people talking to me. It drives me crazy. And then you like, also feel like, I'd like to talk about me sometimes. <laughs> right? Well, my thing, I feel like that when I go to like events and such, like I, I try to communicate to Marshall. I'm like, I had the most exhausting day. He's like, well, what did you do? Like at this conference, like, you know, and I was like, yeah. I talked all day to, to people. people. Yeah. Like, it like drains my energy. So but is I love he introverted? It. Oh, yeah. Oh, he is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so how did you meet Marshall? So we met at... So after I quit playing Sims, okay, um, (laughs) I had gotten my job and I had this routine and I was... I had just moved to um, Denver. And so this was like after I had just had a year of sobriety. Yeah. My parents live in Palm Springs, 
okay. like October until June. So they're only there like over the summer. So I had their place like by myself and, and it was like in Cherry Creek and I'm like, okay, well, I don't have any friends. So I'm just going to go to AA meeting after AA meeting after AA meeting. Yeah. Which was awesome. Cause I was like, how did I make friends? Oh, right. I went to bars. So it was like my new bar. Okay? Yeah. Like I had, there were regulars, like I had a service commitment, um, you know, all this stuff. And so I would go to this meeting at 3 PM every day. Mm-hmm. And around this time, Marshall was just getting clean and sober and he was doing the same thing. I have a year more sobriety than he does. I met him when That's he was amazing. That's going to be so good for your marriage. I know that I met him when he only had 30 days. That was like the biggest he was a baby. Yeah. I would, they call it 13th stepping. Yeah. Well, I saw him and like, he still kind of had like a tinge of gray to his skin and yeah. he was just, you know, <laughs> he was still kind of dead, but like, for some reason I was just drawn to him. I was like, there's a light in him. I saw him across the way and I was like, yeah. so like, I just, I, I just see something in him. So we were, and I was kind of dating other people at this time. Um, and he, it was at the beginning of November and he was talking about Jack and his previous relationship with Jack's mom and how like he was trying to be in Jack's life, although they weren't, they weren't together for a while. And mm-hmm. he was like having a rough time. And after the meeting, I'm like, of course I'm like, kind of awkward and especially like when I get nervous I just get word vomit and I like don't know what to say and it's something that I think Marshall likes about me now but back then he was like who's this girl <laughs> so keep in mind like I'm dressed professionally because even though I work from home I always get dressed up every day oh good yeah it's you know depression. it's what you're like supposed to do to be an right. adult <laughs> yeah yeah and if I don't then I'll like stay in bed all day so yeah. I like walk up to him and I give him my church pop business card that has like a picture of me on it. And I'm like, text me if you ever need someone to talk to. (laughs) And he was like, church pop? What's church pop? (laughs) Weirdo. And so um, let's see, the first conversation we bonded over the fact that neither one of us likes Halloween because I don't like I have like, I could, again, their entire episode could be dedicated to the fact that it's freaky that adults can wear masks and walk around. Masks are the worst. <laughs> Seriously, though. Like, oh, so someone's going to rob. Oh, who robbed? Oh, it was a guy in like a Hillary Clinton mask. Hillary did it. Like, yeah. you're like okay, well, yeah, she probably did. But like, <laughs> what's going on? And so that was the first conversation. And then we started going to meetings together mm-hmm. and our first little date when it was just he and I was at breakfast King. Nice. <laughs> have you heard of breakfast? King? No, I have not. I am an East coast it's like, person. It's so. like, it's like a down, like a downgrade from Denny's. Um, so like a waffle house worse, a little worse, a little worse than waffle house. I don't know if it gets. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, but it does. Oh, okay. and I, we paid in quarters because nice. I didn't, I mean, I had just started working and I would obviously like, was like two paychecks into my job. Yeah. And I'm like paying off 
the wreckage of my past. Yeah, right. And, um, and he's doing the exact same thing. He was like working at Jimmy John's or something. And uh, Jimmy John's and, is like my college food. Oh, it gives me memories. Me big time. Too. Like when I bite into it, I'm like, oh, college. Yeah, you're like, I need, I need a Bud Light too. <laughs> well, see, I'm allergic to beer, so... Well, that's lucky for you. And lucky for my husband, because he's a beer like snob and he loves all the fancy beers. So he's like, if I buy six, I get six. <laughs> I'm paying attention to you. I'm just giving DaVinci attention. No, so we just see that. Actually, I don't know where my cat went. Um so yeah, I met him and um we bonded over because we were probably like the only two people in the state of Colorado that were happy when Trump got elected. And he and I Fun fact, started- my husband's call sign in the jet is Trump, which gets him a lot of hate, but he got the call sign way before Trump even announced he was like running. It was because yeah. he was good with the squadron's finances. <laughs> so they named him Trump and then Trump got elected and, or like he was running. So I bought everything because I was like, oh, it can go in his office. And then he won, and you're and like, then I won, and oh. I was like, now people are gonna think we're racist, even though we're not. like bigots. Oh. Yeah, I know. Uh, oh my gosh, Da Vinci loves Target. Look at him in the bag. He sleeps on Target bags. Sleeps on Target bags. I love it. So we started dating like November 9th, election day, and no way, that's kind of cool. Yeah, and <laughs> see the first like introduction to Catholicism was he drove like an idiot. This was his first car. He would end up totaling this car like a couple months after I gave him the St. Christopher car and then St. Maximilian Colby. And so like little drops of faith, yeah. you know, he got, he started to know me more and more. His first mass was the midnight Christmas mass. As I said, I'm an extremist. I'm like, hey, come to I, it's not as bad as being like, hey, come to an Easter vigil mass. True. That's because that's a little bit of a rude awakening. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. you think Catholics don't read the Bible? Right. <laughs> Check out this mass. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, um, will be our third like three-year anniversary is this upcoming november yeah and then when is the wedding date may 1st 2020 the feast of saint joseph the worker oh that's sweet yeah it's a friday because it's he have any religious affiliation nope he was not raised anything never baptized not raised anything and i always tell people like i could again dedicate an entire episode to why Dating a non-Catholic has helped me grow in my Catholic faith slash my appreciation for my Catholic upbringing, like whether it was my teachers, my parents, because see, I get on a roll about this. I'm like, so what makes you like, okay, let's say me, did I crawl out of the womb, crawl out of the womb and say, I'm going to be a Catholic. No, I didn't do anything. Yeah. Nothing. I was baptized when I was a baby. I was gone through the motions and I still fell away and doubted it. How do you think someone who is 34, he's about, he'll be 36 next year. So he's 35 now, 35 years old, has never heard of the Catholic church slash what everything he has heard is Is not good. It's not good. Oh, do you think he's going to be like, Hey, I want to be a Catholic. No. Yeah. 
no, he's not. And people are like, well, do you bring him to mass with you? I'm like, he is a priester Catholic. He goes on Christmas and on Easter. And maybe if I asked him every, any given, every, any given Sunday, he'd be like, sure, I'll go. But quite frankly, call me selfish. But I don't want him to go. That is totally robbing him from attending mass and understanding what's actually going on. Yeah. Why would I want him to come and be such in such an intimate part of my life that I understand when we can't share that understanding? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'll, I'll cut, I'll cut it off there. No, I mean, my husband's Lutheran. And so I think his faith and his upbringing was so much more deep in the, um, immersion of it. Like his mom always taught at a Lutheran priest or Lutheran kindergarten and middle elementary school. And he was the rent, the one who went to like Lutheran elementary school and middle school. And when I met him, like he was the one that was more like, I'm waiting until marriage. Like I have all these morals. <laughs> I was like, Oh, well, nice to meet oh, you. Okay. Cause I don't, you know, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was like this, this whole thing where I felt like there was always something in me that was like, Oh, well I'll only go to Catholic mass. Like I only feel comfortable there. Um, but I didn't know why. And I didn't really know anything about it. And it was just like, well, that's because I was raised that way. And at some point I remember his mom telling me, well, it doesn't matter what religion you are, as long as you believe that Jesus Christ came and died for your sins and that like nothing you can do can do that for you. Like he's our, our savior and you believe in the, the father, son, and the Holy spirit. And I thought, yeah, that makes total sense. But because of him and his questions, there's things that I have just like believed like, oh, the authority of the Pope. Like I just go with that because that's what you're supposed yeah. to do because you're Catholic. But he will say like, yeah, I totally get like Mary is the mother of God. I Maybe I don't think she should be held on the same pedestal, but I do still believe she was Jesus's mom and therefore the mother of God. But like the whole Pope thing, I'm not cool with that. So then we'll get into a debate and like, maybe it ends in tears. Cause I'm a crying person, <laughs> right. but like, you know, he'll be firm in his like questions. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But then that makes me want to know, like maybe exactly. I didn't have those questions before, but now I do. And honestly, right. the tears come out of, I don't know if, and what I, am, like, I'm sad that I can't defend it. Yeah. And also like, is this still truth to me? You know what I mean? Because I can't answer this. And then I go answer it and I'm like, oh, that's why, you know? So I think honestly, it's so faith deepening to have somebody okay. that, and I mean, I'm super blessed with a husband that's like, God bless him. He comes home from deployment and all of a sudden I'm wearing veils. <laughs> and then he comes home from another deployment and I'm like, oh, by the way, I need to get our marriage convalidated. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, like, God bless that boy. Well, and that's okay. And that's the thing about Marshall too. It's like, I'm not just a Catholic. Like, this is my entire world. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, and he's the one, he was the one that inspired me to start Be Still. One yeah. of the ones. He, like, oh my gosh, Da Vinci. He's like, literally his head is in, is in the Target bag. And he's like, if crying. I fit, I sit. That's literally <laughs> their motto. <laughs> so he like, Marshall, like, I'm not the easiest Catholic to be dating. It's not like he is just dating a Catholic. Like, it's my entire life. And yes. at one point when I moved into my first place, 
um, we had been dating for like six months and he was helping me hang this massive picture I have of John Paul II in the Pope Mobile in Guatemala. And he was like, you know what? I never thought that I would be with my girlfriend hanging up a huge picture of John Paul II. He was like, this is pretty great. And I was like, you know, and and, I mean, my family is very good. You walk into my grandparents' house and they have their private chapel and like, he like goals. Right. And like, he, I mean, he's gone through it and he asks questions, but he even told me when around, when he proposed, he was like, one of the things I love about you, I'm about to get sappy. One of the things I love about you is your faith and that you stand up for it no matter what. You don't water it down and it infiltrates everything you do and it comes out in everything you do. So everything I love about you comes from your faith. Yeah. And he's an introvert. Like that probably took so much on his part to yeah. say. I but- I feel like... I, I had said this to Father Murray because I was at this point where I was just obsessed with Scott Hahn. And I was <laughs> listening to everything and I'm reading everything and I'm listening to every YouTube video. And I got to this point where I'm like, the Eucharist is true. It's real. Like confession is necessary and like all these things. And I'm so passionate, but like, he's just playing video games over in the corner, you know? So I started like taking the headphones out and turning it on loud and like trying mm-hmm. to... And so I go to confession one day and I'm like, I am praying so much and he is not Catholic. And Father Murray was like, you had 26, 27 years of a journey Mm -hmm. from birth of being Catholic before you came actually Catholic. You know, he was like, you Uh, cannot rob anybody else of their faith journey, no matter how it comes my I got chills. That's what my spiritual advisor told me. My that's age. amazing it's amazing she was like don't rob him of his journey and then i realized that i had been pr- I, at first if anybody would have tried yeah, to push any sort of I faith on me i would have pushed it away i know exactly yeah. and so i'm like i'm like i all i want him to do is notice something in me like i and i tell him this i we pray before meals we pray when we put jack to bed like when I'm over there, we pray the guardian angel prayer to both guardian angel prayers. And then we pray, um, the hail Mary. That's our recent addition to Marshall's learning it. Um, the hail Mary. And then we say St. Maximilian Colby pray for us. And then after we get married, we'll start saying like St. Joseph pray for us. Yeah. Um, and that's it. I mean, and I, whenever I tell Marshall to pray for me, I say, Marshall, all you have to say is, Jesus, Caroline loves you very, very much. Be with her today. Yeah. And he does. Yeah. And so people are like, yeah, but he can't. I'm like, Marshall's praying for me. And And that's all that matters. I know. And God, like, God is working through Marshall, like in St. Faustina's diary, which I have right here as well. In St. Faustina's diary, it says that the people who aren't, like, aren't in the faith and don't believe in Jesus are closer to him. Yeah. need his mercy more yeah so who's to say that like that like jesus loves marshall i think people forget about this i'm like jesus loves marshall just as much as he loves me yeah just as much like he sees us in the same light it's not like he has like a map and he's like oh oh you guys oh okay i'll get to you guys later no and just because god just because marshall doesn't know that god's working through him doesn't mean he's not exactly and And I don't think that 
God's love is more for anybody or less for anybody, obviously, like his love is completely unable for us to even fathom. But for the people who aren't faithful, the celebration in heaven is grander for those people running into the arms of Christ than it is for the people who walked this safe road the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, why, why do you need a God to believe in when everything's okay? Like you, Mm -hmm. you don't, you need those like running back to your daddy moments, you know, Mm -hmm. um, the moments when you realize you can't do it all by yourself. Like to whom, I don't know the verse, but like to whom much is given, much is expected. So God expects a lot more from me on my faith journey. Like, you know, like when Marshall and I get to heaven and, you know, like Peter's up there and has the keys and we're like, dude, let us in. And we are both (laughs) sitting there. He's going to look and it's basically going to be like the game of, all right, Caroline, you watch the tape. You had the playbook. You studied the roster, all the stuff. Marshall, you have your jersey on. So who are we going to judge? Like, who are we going to judge more? Like, like who's going to be, who has, like, who in the game of getting into heaven who is expected of more you know what yeah. I mean like yeah. me I've read the playbook I know the plays I studied the roster like I got it Marshall I gave him a jersey yeah like a like, little glimpse of it Marshall was given or you know somebody who's not of the faith or whatever is literally just given a boat to steer nothing right. else like sometimes not even a wheel right <laughs> you know But then there's people that are given this faith from birth that have the GPS and the navigation tools and a captain with them and the perfect wind in their sails. And if you don't make it on point, you know, then it's like, you're going to be held accountable for that because Mm -hmm. you knew better, you know? And the thing about Marshall and I also is that we may not have like, we don't, we don't have the same faith, but we a have both worked through the 12 steps yes and so the principles that are outlined in 12-step programs are very very faith-based yeah like the underlying message so we both live a life based on those principles which are virtues bestowed you know god and he and i also like there are you know we both um we both have the same values and views on family on you know I I don't want to say political views just as a general statement but like he and I both relate in like you know the complementary relationship between men and women that's a huge thing and that's something that we both agree on so like there are just things and also this is before I step off my my soapbox about how great Marshall is (laughs) what type of man and he's a man like, I mean, I'm a woman, but like, he's a man. He has gray hair. Okay. Like <laughs> serious. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of hot. You know what I mean? Like yeah. silver, but he has never been introduced to the Catholic faith, but he's going through Catholic marriage prep with me. Yeah. Like that takes a real man to sit and go through all of that. But that also takes real love. I'm kind of on exactly. the soapbox about, um, love is not true love unless it's self-sacrificial. And God is love. So he knows what God, like, that's the thing. I'm like, we're in love. He obviously, there's God in this. Yeah. Well, and, and, and things that the faith are against like porn and abortion and 
you know, sexual impurity and all these things. It's if you want to get down to the root cause of it, it's that it's selfish Mm -hmm. in one way or another. There is putting yourself above the goodness of another Mm -hmm. and then it's not love. You know what I mean? And so for a man to say like, I may not fully believe everything that you believe, but I love you so much that I'm going to give up my time and my energy and money for these classes to go through these because I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Like I look at these googly eyed, like really young girls who are about to get married and I think it's wonderful and it's great, but I want to look at them and I want to say like, you're in lust. Not to say that that's not going to develop into this amazing deep love. But if I could talk to myself the day before I got married, I was puppy love lust, if that's what we want to call it. It was not love because at no point in that relationship had we ever had to truly make sacrifices for each other, you know? Right. But once you get to the point where you are sacrificing, you know, like I've sacrificed my body for these kids and he might be sacrificing this hot 21 year old he fell in love with, (laughs) air quotes is what I'm doing, to, you know, lay in bed with this woman, you know what I mean? Like every night, like that's when you realize like that's the true love or like the fact that he goes off to serve our country for six, nine months out of the, you know, at a time. And I remain completely chast. It's complete self-denial because I love him. You know what I mean? And because I love God. And I think that's where the whole world gets mixed up in love. Like we're told that love is this self-fulfilling thing and it's not. Like love is completely self-denial. And once people realize that, the whole world would change. Okay, so this is the end of part two of my Be Still by Caroline talk. And... We're going to have the last part in the final trilogy episode of me and Caroline chatting our faces off and having a blast and giggling and going off on random tangents. And I hope you guys really felt like you were just chilling there with us because that was a really fun conversation to have. So make sure you stick around for part three, which is coming out in a few days and follow me on Instagram. You can get all the show notes on the website or links are in my bio or the note, the show notes from this episode, wherever you're listening to it and make sure you like, um, you know, my podcast, the episode, leave a review that really helps other people find it. And let me know if you have any questions, anything you want us to elaborate on. So until part trois, I hope y'all have a blessed day. This episode is over, but there's lots more content for you to check out on my website. Head over to holyhotmessmom.com for all sorts of downloads, posts, and ridiculous stories, as well as the show notes for today's episode. Don't forget to find me on Instagram and Facebook at Holy Hot Mess Mom, as well as in our exclusive Mama Facebook group by searching Holy Hot Mess Mamas. That's Holy Hot Mess, M-A-M-A-S, so we can connect, share, encourage, uplift, laugh, and be virtual best friends. Do you have a topic or something you want to hear about on the show? Shoot me an email at podcast at holyhotmessmom.com. I'd love to hear your suggestions. If you like this episode, would you do me a huge favor and head over to your podcast app and give us a rating and review so that more ladies can find our podcast. The more great reviews we have, the wider we reach with our support, tips, laughs, and encouragement. I would really appreciate it. Until next time.